Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Sick Meets World podcast. I'm Sean Gooman. I'm Valentina Huja. And we are in LA. We are. We're in an Airbnb and in a closet uh, after a long day of uh, podcasting. Yeah, absolutely. And we're excited to share with you an interview that we got to do with Bubu, aka Bubulicious, aka Prince, aka one of the funniest men on YouTube. Um, just doing it big from his home in the greater Toronto area, Mississauga in Toronto, and, and making a name for himself in that place. Right. And what brings us here is that we're doing a video with Funny or Die on the sick community that's going to be released in June. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he's our male lead for the video, Harpreet. Yeah. Uh, the conversation was really great. Uh, I got to speak with him, you know, as to earlier today and, and understand his motives for why he's doing this. Uh, what he's hoping to do with his platform and his career and, you know, some of the great questions that we all ponder is where did he get that tie jacket from? Which yeah. he, he answers <laughs> pretty hilarious. Here. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was great. It was a great conversation. Welcome to the Sick Meets World podcast. I'm with Babu. What's going on? It's Babu from Canada. Yo, I got to say, though, you came in looking fresh. Thanks. You got that L.A. style going on right now. I'm wearing black sh- a black T-shirt, black pants. And Yellow a- bug, white chucks, high tops. And a gray jacket. That's, that's it. It's very simple. I wear the same clothes every day. So You got that Steve Jobs thing? That's it. That's fine. All right. Well, you're here with us to shoot a video tomorrow. Yep. We're making with Funny or Die uh, to take on some cultural stereotypes and challenge what it means to be quote unquote woke. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll be laying, we'll be playing our male lead character, Harpreet. Uh, Harpreet, yeah. What do you hope to, to do with this character? What are you trying to convey to the broader audience? I, I don't know. Uh, it's it's still like, I'm still trying to figure it out because I was talking to Gerwin about it uh, like a month ago. Like this is where, this has been in talks for like, I don't know. I remember he, I met him in Toronto during Sick, uh-huh. Sick Con. I don't know if you were there. But no, I wasn't. That was like in the summer, like August maybe. And he's like, hey, I, I'm doing something that's funny or die and I want you to be part of it. I'm like, okay, cool. Take my number. And then like, Five months later, he hit me up. He's like, hey, it's Gurren. I'm like, oh, yeah, what's up? And then I think since like January, actually, we've been talking about it. So I think we were supposed to shoot early March. And then came now it's end of April. It's always late a little bit, all right? Yeah, just a little <laughs> bit. Um, it's Misaki now. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, like, um, so, yeah, we're talking about it. And uh, so the, the, the character, for the most part, is like a normal guy. He's like a regular worker. Like, you know, he works in an office. That's kind of the character. Um so for those who do know what I've done in the past uh, with Just Rain, my character is usually the opposite. So Just Rain plays the normal character, yeah. and I play the uh, like the outlandish like you're the goofball. Kramer of yeah. Um, I'm pretty much Brown. the Kramer. <laughs> where like you know I play like an uncle, or I play like this guy who wears a tie jack who's like a thug, or I play like you know like a like a like a, a guy like a like a Hindu uncle who speaks horrible Hindi. So like there are all these like different people that are just like. Like, you know, putting on voices or putting on an act. But, like, for me to act as myself or, like, a normal person, I've, I'm have i really bad at it. So, like, that's where I'm trying to figure out how I can add a little bit of a character to this guy so it's not so uh, just like me. Like, when, I, when I'm myself, I'm just very, like, sarcastic and it just doesn't come off yeah. natural. I want to start with this question. Yeah. What did you tell your parents when you decided you want to make YouTube videos? 
Um, so again, the thing is like, I'm not necessarily, I've, I don't necessarily make YouTube videos. I'm a part of them. So it's kind of different in that way. Cause I'm not like at home with a camera and setting up and doing this and, you know, disturbing my parents while they're doing stuff. That's um, just rain. He's just for the most part. Yeah. Like I think he like did it like when his parents were at work or something. And, <laughs> um, but no, like my parents have always been like supportive in general. Like they've never, um, never cared in terms of like, like they've always just been supportive of regardless. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my mom find, found it amusing that I was doing it or she'd be like, Oh, my friends saw this video and you're in it and you know, show me it now. I want to see it. Um, my dad's kind of just like in and out. He's like, Oh, that's cool. And he's kind of like, are they sharing it on Facebook? Pardon? When their videos come out? My parents they... don't have Facebook. No, they're yeah. off. Oh, no. my dad tried, got it for like a day and he's like, yo, there's everybody's <laughs> messaging me. Peace out. My mom's like, not as te- not tech savvy. She recently got an iPhone okay. from a flip phone. So like that's she great. sends me WhatsApp messages and it's just cute. Um, did she send you voice memos? That's what my mom. No, does. not yet. She, I don't think she knows how to do that yet. But she <laughs> don't sent, show her. It's going to go downhill. <laughs> she sent pictures. She forward like forwarding is like kind of like, Kind of tricky. Like, you have to, like, swipe or hold down and then click forward. Yeah. And then she forwarded me this, like, video. And I was like, oh, man, don't become one of these moms where you're forwarding, like, these, like, trendy videos. It was, like, a video on, like, I mean, it was a good content. It was, like, um, like to text and drive kind of mm-hmm. thing. So I guess she's like, hey, yeah, be yeah. careful. You but. get those help habit ones. Like, they're like, drink milk eight times a day and you'll, yeah. get, you'll save your heart. So my mom's friend. <laughs> so before my mom had an iPhone, uh, she's like, yo, add my friend and send her photos for me. Like send like mom was like, yo, send photos from this night and photos of like, she'd like, she just wanted to share photos of like her family, whatever with her friend. Yeah. So I'd send it through, I'd send it to my mom's friend on WhatsApp. And then, um, now like that aren't be just forwards me these like, like these just random things. I'm like, yo, I don't even talk to you. Like just all these random things. Like, so can you like low key blocker? Um, or is that too far? Well, not really. She, I don't think she would know because I don't think I met her. Like yeah. My mom, it's just my mom's friend. So like, <laughs> but I just, I'm like, oh, LOL. This is kind of funny. And then I just delete the conversation or something. Well, so, well I'm sure you have lots of auntie sending you stuff because you're internet famous. You are, you know, an influencer. Uh, how do you feel that's changed you over the time now? It's weird. Cause I've, I've, Personally, I don't see it as a change. Like, I've never, um, again, similar to how, like, I, it wasn't me making YouTube videos. It mm-hmm. was, like, like I'm doing it with just me or I'm doing it with whatever. Part of, like, the ownership of me being, like, attached to that is, like, oh, I'm a part of something else. So it's not particularly mine. So I've never been, like, oh, yeah, I'm a comedian or I make YouTube videos or. Not true. Why? <laughs> the review videos. Oh, yeah, yeah, Are yeah. the greatest thing yeah, on yeah, the yeah. internet. Okay. We well, need more. It's been so long. I know. I mean, those I just do. I, I, I sure I should do those. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'd be like MKBHD at this point. And people are like, what's this guy's dude? You can make so much money on Amazon or like anyway. You'd be killing it. If I was consistent, I'd probably be like at a hundred thousand subscribers or something. Or something. I think so. Hey. I'll do it. You know what? I, I'll do. It. I, people yell at me like, "Yo, do it." I figure like no one gets it because it's like, you know, uh-uh. the stapler one. <laughs> are you kidding? That was amazing. That was just like everything I wanted on, on the yeah. internet and more. Yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah. So outside of all that, like I, I, I don't, it's hard for me to call myself an influencer. Like, or, you know, I, I, I'm, I, I always say it. I'm just a guy. Um, I'm shy. Usually like if I meet someone and like, Oh, I'm a big fan. I'm like, Oh, thank you. And I'm just like awkward. And they, they always expect me to be like funny. I was at this wedding and some guys like, Oh, I'd expect you to wear your tie jacket today. I'm like, I'm at a wedding. Like I'm wearing a tie jacket. At a wedding. <laughs> I don't know you. And, like, why would I wear a tie jacket at this wedding? What would be, like, 
That's too funny. I'm like, all right. I'm like, I Is he expecting you to wear it like over the suit? I don't know. I was just like, why would you expect me to wear it? Like, you didn't know I was going to be at this wedding in the first place. Like, <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, so people are like, oh, where's your tie jacket? Where's this? I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm just Where is the tie jacket from? Where did you get this thing? Yeah, so my brother, um, so it was, a, it was a trend in like the early 2000s to wear over like super baggy clothes. And part of that was uh, NASCAR jackets, race car jackets. So um, a few examples I can give you, like uh, like in like in a Ghostface music video, Ghostface Killer, he's a hip-hop rapper from the Wu-Tang. Uh, it's called Mighty Healthy. He, in like two different scenes, he's wearing like these uh, race car jackets. Funny enough, one of them is a tie jacket, but you can't really see it because he's in a car. And that stuck with you. You were like, that's what I need. Well, no, no, it wasn't that. So anyway, so that was like a trend, like early gotcha. early 2000s, like very baggy clothes, loose jeans, Tim's. You know, that was, that was the, the swag. Um, I got your pants down to your like bottom. Exactly, of your yeah, yeah, super long tees. That was so, like me in middle school. You should have saw me. Yeah, that was me exactly when I was in grade nine, grade ten. So my, I have an older brother. He's five years older than I am. His name is Harmon, and he's kind of like, um, like my dad. I would say, quote unquote. Like he's like, uh, I guess because he's older, anything that he was uh, exposed to kind of trickled down to me. So like for me at my age, I was like exposed to different ideas earlier than like i guess my peers were sure um so anyway so when he was in university he had that jacket he just bought that jacket to like stunt at the clubs you know what i mean like you go to the clubs and wear it and i remember he's like yo i got mad looks one day and this is this so i was like oh say no more anyway so um yeah so <laughs> so because uh so he's five years older than me and he's taller and at that time i was much chubbier so like the bigger clothes fit me even though they didn't fit me like like i'd feel comfortable wearing it it didn't like set, like droop on me so, anyways, that tie jacket was one of those jackets that he just bought as like a like a stylish jacket. What was the first place you wore that jacket to? Me? Yeah. Do you remember? I wore it in, and I was in grade eleven. I wore it to high school. Every day? No, no, no. Just oh. like it was just like it's not a jacket you wear every day. It's just like, you know, like a like a really cool top, essentially. All right. Um. So again, when I was in eleventh grade, that was two thousand and five. So yeah, it was like still stylish to wear baggy clothes, right. and I was still a little chubbier then too. Um, yeah, so when I wore it then, no one like thought of it as a joke or anything like that. It was just like, oh, cool, it's a nice, interesting, colorful shirt you're wearing or colorful jacket. You ever been to a NASCAR race? No, no, not, not I've done that a couple times. How's that? Pretty interesting, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah, so then, um, this was, and then I think to whenever I can't remember the first skit, me just meet the, yeah, I think it was uh, top five brown guys, I can't remember the year. Might have been 2010. Yeah, probably. 2011, around that time. I, earlier than that, I think. No? I can't remember. Uh, we'll check it. Yeah. Um, we'll fact check it. Yeah. Get my assistant on. <laughs> exactly. Um, he, he was like, yo, like, and so I, I used to do that voice, like that, yo, what are you saying? Like that voice, because, like, um, my sister, like, I used to hang out with my sister. She's two years old than I am. And, uh, like, I used to, like, my mom would be like, okay, she can only go out if you go out with her, right? Like, they still, like, let her out, but. I would like tag along with her kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So then she had guy friends and they're very like macho, like Brampton thugged out kind of guys. Like they would talk like that. And so I just picked up on it and I always hear it and I would kind of like, like snicker like afterwards and laugh about it and like copy them. And then, um, 
What's the, what's this character's name? Like, so his name is Prince. Prince. Okay. Yeah, Prince, the one true king. That's like his nick. That's his nickname. He goes by. It's the one true king. It makes no sense, but that's his nickname. Yeah, I saw the podcast with Just Rain. You were you were explaining it a little bit, but yeah, it was it was unclear. Yeah, yeah. So there's no real backstory. Like we're making that up as we went on, like that uh, on that podcast. That's awesome. Um, but yeah. So anyway, so just meets like, hey, um, I need you to play a gangster character. I'm doing this thing with top five, top five most annoying brown guys. Or put, like, be like a fake Brampton thug. I was like, okay, cool. I'm like, what should I wear? And then uh, I went to my closet and I had all those like like old baggy clothes that like my brother and I wore like in the back of the closet. And I'm like, hmm, what's like the most like interesting jacket here? And I grabbed that one. So it wasn't like intentional. Like this is the jacket. This is going to make people going to love it's this history. Yeah, it wasn't like that at all. It was like there's like LRG jacket. There's this. There's that. So I was like, this is the most like like. Like, I've seen people, like, out of all the styles of jackets, I've seen people wear that jacket, um, like, kind of now, like, but not, not like, interesting people, people who, like, there's people who are, like, stuck in, like, 2005, 2006, in terms of how they dress. Yeah. And that's that character. He's one of those guys who's, like, still wears, like, those older, yeah. baggy clothes. I mean, I think it's why it resonates so well, because we yeah. all know a brown guy that's kind of like this dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. That's awesome, I guess. <laughs> I'd like to kind of build on that, sure. you know, having had such such success with Just Rain, yeah. doing all these amazing videos and, you know, getting such popularity. What do you do outside of making these videos? Yeah. So um, outside of all this, uh, my life is more, I mean, I, I, my brother and I have a design and film agency. Um, we do. I, so like for me, I went to, I went to university, I dropped out and then I went to art school, like another university. And I dropped out of that as well. Um, so for me, everything I kind of just picked up naturally. And like, I, I when I was, I dropped out, I think when I was, uh, I dropped out initially when I was eight, 19. And then when I, two years later, I applied to the art school and I got in and I dropped out of that after a year. Mm. Um, and it wasn't because like I wasn't doing well in school. It was just like, like uh, we got to a point where we were able to do projects that were like paid projects. And for me to be in school took away from, us doing work you know what i mean like mm -hmm. paid work so i was like okay if i'm if i'm for me it, like i learned more as i did a project like from scratch like i was just learning like adobe illustrator like i did use photoshop then people like you need to use illustrator because that's like print quality ready this is like nerd talk no one knows what this is talking about but um i'll just cut it out don't sure <laughs> uh like anyways illustrator is like a program that's more common in like the like the yeah i got you the world so um so i like picked up and started learning that while doing someone's project yeah uh, like while someone like were paying us to do something so like that project that we had to do i learned way more in terms of like aesthetic and tools than i did when i was in school so, like school was like still theory based and like yeah. like the projects were like you know like more experimented like it, it just was it just didn't like uh speaking of art in this sense and yeah. how you design things you're like so good at the characters. Yeah. Like, I, I think you really distilled the essence of the uncle into yeah, like yeah. a science. It, it's honestly incredible. Yeah. There's so many people that like <laughs> I can think of personally Thank you. that fit that yeah. script. How have you thought about designing characters and like, what, what do you have a process there or is it just like, you know, this is just feels natural. Um, it's usually based on people I've met. Mm -hmm. Um, and like for that call, so uncle there's, we have an, uh, there's an uncle, I won't say his name. I doubt he'll listen to this, but uh, I don't really, I don't really know him. But like, like, do you know who Jigmeet Singh is? He's a politician from yeah, yeah, from, from for sure. Yeah, so he doesn't know. Who he is. Yeah, exactly. So like, we're like one of the projects that we did was like design wise was like 
uh, through his like political campaigns, like his first political campaign. So I learned a lot mm-hmm. while I was doing that. And in that circle, like there's like so many different people that were supporters or like volunteers and whatnot. And there's like these, there's a lot of Kalsa uncles as well because they're, like, yo, there's a saying who's up there running stuff mm-hmm. or like trying to do it. Let's, you know, let's give them our support. So like there's a lot of Kalsa uncles that had that vibe. And there's one guy in very, very particular that who wore those kind of sunglasses, who was kind of just like, you know, outspoken and, you know, he would burp probably and no one, like, he wouldn't, like, no, like, he like, wouldn't whatever. excuse himself, right? And, you know, he's just, like, just, like, that that character is pretty much based off that guy. So, um, a lot of it's based off that. And then, um, yeah, and, and I know that for, for that character, just Meath was, like, guiding me as to, like, more specific things that people would say. And, um, yeah, so a lot of the characters... Uh, like a lot of it I come out I come up with or like I figure out and I just copy or imitate them and I just do that in general like I'll, I'll meet someone else like imitate them around my friends like kind of behind their back and then that kind of slowly becomes a character do you guys like co-write the scripts and like what the actual dialogue will be um, yeah so like just Smith will have uh, like uh, the mechanic skit he had the idea like um, the skit idea yeah the skit idea flushed out for the most part Great. but while we're shooting or while we're filming like we kind of go back and forth as to what like he gives me the general idea and then we like, kind of riff and then get to the point where it's, a little, um, it's like yeah, staged improv like you're yeah it. yeah yeah it's like it, that's a good thing about working with just Smith is that like um, we understand each other so well in that regard like he's he's super precise of like how he wants us to do things and I'm like the oddball that's able to uh you know, I'm like, I'm like jazz, you know what I mean? Where he can like go, go off, spice off key it up. and spice it up and stuff. But like at the end of the day, he wants like the song to like the song structure, if we were referring, still sticking with the jazz analogy, he'll still want the song structure to start and end this way. But the in between, like the improvisation and stuff like that is like where me and him shine and Dope. work well together. Dope. Yeah. So you've now kind of branched out on your own. You started a fashion brand. Tell us a little bit sure. about Committee Member International. Yeah, yeah. So Committee Members is, again, something that my brother and I started just based out of uh, kind of, not boredom, but just kind of like, it's always something that's been a part of us. Uh, as I was saying, because he's five years older than I am, um, growing up, we kind of watched the same music video or watched the same music videos, like had the same magazines and looked at the same thing. So like, me and him have like a very like uh I'd say like ninety ninety percent like we see the same thing in terms of like design. Like we'll mm-hmm. see something like all like randomly, like we'll individuals will be scrolling on Instagram and I'll see something I like and he'll send me something I like and he like share it with me and I'm like, yo, I was just gonna share that with you. So like that's a small thing. But like anyways, we we were doing these design projects and you know, we always like hip hop and we always like the fashion end of things. And um yeah, it was just something that just kind of came naturally. Like I, when I was in grade ten, um, I like I did. I started my own like mini clothing line, just like I'd make shirts and make custom shirts and sell, and sell them to people in, in in school. And that was kind of like I I kind of understood it a little bit, like very like a very small amount of like making clothes or doing fashion. You got a hustle to you though. Yeah, I had that like random hustle when I was so young. I was I still um nowadays I don't have that hustle, but I was like, well, how did I have that dream? Anyway, what are you yeah, about? I don't know. And then yeah, so then my brother and I just kind of just like, hey, let's just try this out. And then we did. We started like 2013, 2014 ish, and then it's still it's not like super successful. It's not. It's kind of. It's not even successful if you want to. It's still kind of just like a hobby that we do, and like when we have time, we dedicate time to it, and then. You know, we do photos, we do the design, we do the, the video, we do, like, everything. Start, like, you know, 
folding and shipping them out and everything. So like, it's still, it's a fun process, but it's kind of like, like a hobby that we hope to, it's a side hustle that we want to be the main hustle at some point. What are you uh, selling these days? Um, so last drop was fleece. It's like hoodies and crew necks. It's colder in Canada. Yeah. Um, but now it's getting warmer again. So like, we, like we had a plan to do something for like every two, three weeks, like a drop and life got in the way. So we're like, all right, this is kind of on hold. Yeah. Uh, we have a few other people that work with us. And uh, one of our, my, my good friends, Venky, who's part of the, the team as well. He got a full-time job now. So he's kind of like, like he's trying, he's just getting used to that. And he's like, yo, I'm so sorry, but at one point I'll get back to this. So like, we're all kind of all over the place. It's been super busy, but yeah. well, yeah. now that you have this platform, I think sure. it's, it's incredibly powerful to see someone like you, you know, use entertainment mm-hmm. and your brand and your personality to make, you know, a living and right. uh, do such great work yeah. and be creative. Yeah. And I think that's like really powerful. And I hope that you continue to leverage what you've built and, right, right. and just continue to do awesome stuff. Thank you. Uh, I guess I would like to pose that question back to you is sure. now that you have this platform, yeah. what are you hoping to do with it? Yeah. Um, so I'm 30. I just turned 30 a couple weeks ago. It's, it's weird. Like my, me and my friend were talking um, and I was like, yo, I feel old. I don't know what to do. Or I'm, and he was like, okay, there's two things. There's two ways to look at it. He's the same age as I am, but he's like, there's two ways to look at it. You can either be uh Little Wayne, who retired when he's like 29, 30 years old, right? And then now he's like, no one really cares to listen to Little Wayne anymore. He's like, you could be Little Wayne and like kind of, you know, say that you're at your peak and then become washed and become like a, or you can be like Jay Z, who's like made like I don't, maybe like the Blueprint. I don't know. I don't really listen to Jay Z that much, but he probably made like the Blueprint one or two, one of them when he was thirty, and yeah. his career has gone, you know, even bigger since then. So like. Sure. It's a silly analogy, and he said it more of a joke. But I took it like as like a like I took I took it more seriously. I'm like that makes sense because if I were to just pretend, like you know I'm 30 years old, like I you know I should become an adult now or do adult things, you know that's kind of like taking like the fun out of life. And then you know, um, so yeah, so I guess I'm gonna be Jay Z. So I guess what what I'm trying to say by that is um, I guess you know I should try to do more these reviews. But more, more, what's more, like, uh, I guess things that I want to do more so is um, I have an art page called Babu Babu Babu. It's my second Instagram account um, where I do, like, watercolor art and stuff like that. And uh, I'm actually currently working on a Punjabi alphabet book. Um, so it's uh, it's fun because it's, like, something that I, if I was younger and I got this, I'd be like, this is jokes. Mm-hmm. Because um, it's the Punjabi letters represent, are, like, the letters are to hip hop artists. So Uda is Lil Uzi Vert. Uda Uzi Vert, right? So uh, you know, um Mama Migos. Mm-hmm. Drake. So like What about Tata? Yeah, I don't know. There's some letters that don't make any sense and I'll have to just like note this letter doesn't yeah, really yeah, sound yeah. like this. <laughs> but yeah, so that's like a fun project that I'm doing. Um and then yeah, like my interest more is leaning towards like these like silly little art books and things like that so like i have a few other ideas mainly because um it's also just personal like like my punjabi is okay but i wish it was better um and i often forget the you know i grew up going to punjabi school so like i often forget the alphabet so for me and i know there's a lot of younger kids like i have friends who are like in their like you know early 20s and you know i've met volunteers who are like in their you know like teens who don't really know punjabi that well and if they do they can't really read or write it and um, 
So for this, I'm kind of like, okay, if I was younger and I got this book on like Punjabi rappers and, or sorry, rappers and, you know, the letters represent, you know, them and how that letter sounds mm-hmm. and what it looks like, you know, you'll have a, you'll, for me, it's more like a, like, it's not like an educational book. It's more like this is intriguing and I can understand this a little bit more now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can, I can, this ooh or this sound, this ooda sound makes an ooh sound. Uh. So, okay, next time I see that letter, I can, you know, I can connect it a little bit. Yeah. So that's kind of, so for me, it's more so, okay, how do I, how do I do things where I can learn about it as well? Yeah, no, that sounds like, yeah. it makes a lot of sense. And I think you're tapping an untapped market. You're going to give people, you know, yeah. baby showers, a gift at every single yeah, baby shower. Yeah, you're yeah. going to make a ton of money on this. Oh, one. hopefully. Well, a, a great idea. you know, slow and steady. It's yeah. not about, I don't really care about. <laughs> sure. So I want to take it back to the content. Get your opinion on what we're hoping to accomplish right. and what you hope to accomplish mm-hmm. in, the, in, in terms of raising awareness for Sikhism, yeah. which is what we're trying to accomplish Absolutely. at the National Sikh Campaign. And like, how do you think that this kind of content we're creating to inform audiences outside of our faith mm-hmm. about Sikhism uh, what can it do to raise awareness and what's its possible like potential? Yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting because it's kind of, um, like I'm Canadian. So for the most part, like there's a, the, we have a lot of areas where there's, it's heavily populated with sick. So for us to be like visible minorities, we're kind of like used to it. We don't, we still get some racism, but like for the most part, you know, you walk down the street and you see like plenty of Punjabi people. Right. Mm-hmm. So f- you're not really scared of like, getting you know name called or you know getting beaten up or it happens of course it does i'm not saying that it doesn't but i don't know it's just kind of like it's kind of like easier a little bit in canada so in america i don't know how it is specifically but i know that you know post 9 11 it's been you know it's, yeah. it still continues like uh like the like, like visibly oh that's a sick and mm. Most people just assume it's something else, but not to throw other people under the bus and yeah, say that, you know, absolutely. they're this and we're this, so we're better. No, totally. It's still overall, like, the idea is that, you know, you should understand who, you know, there's, I mean, it's 2019, like, it's, it's there's going to be tons of different type of people around you all the time who don't look like you, who don't sound like you, don't, you know, and you can't ignore that or you can't be mad at that. You just have to accept it and, you know, it's better to learn about them you know, as opposed to just being negative and hating them. So yeah. No, I, I think what we focused on is trying to raise awareness of our key tenets and try yeah. to make those messages stick, not just simple awareness of Sikhism, right. but like, this is what it means to yeah, be a yeah. Sikh. These are the values that these mm-hmm. people have and, and be like an explanatory force right. in, the, in our society and especially in America. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we did some research a long time ago and it, even then it showed 60% of Americans don't know nothing at all about right, Sikhism. Right. So that's disheartening mm-hmm. and it's our responsibility as a faith organization and not just sick, not just sick, but our community yeah. generally in the U.S., Canada, U.K., wherever, mm-hmm. to be t- explaining. Otherwise, they're not going to learn themselves. Right, right. There's no books teaching Absolutely. them any longer. So it's, it's yeah, and and it's I think like um, obviously there's you know there's tons of other issues that like uh, that six go through as well, um, but I think a good start is you know hey this is who we are mm-hmm. right and. Uh, yeah, I think that's like a good start to like people know. I, I don't know. Again, I don't know how it is in yeah. America. You live and, in a bubble too. You live in that Toronto. Yeah, I live in a Brampton, bubble. And like, exactly. We live in a bubble. Sure. And I kind of just, I, I, I don't know. I've kind of just been able to like tune out any garbage that people may yeah. say to me. So like I just kind of ignore everything. Sure. Um, but yeah, but I know that like, you know, there's always younger kids who get bullied. Just like, oh, that guy's wearing a, he has a turban. Let's beat him up. You know, mm-hmm. that happens. I remember I got named called when I was younger, but like. You know, it's still it's still gonna happen. It's and it's still you know so like, 
if one kid were to be like, oh, I've seen, I saw you, I saw a guy who looks like you on a skit, mm-hmm. that might just make it a little bit easier for him to talk to that kid and yeah. instead of wanting to, you know, bully him or something. Absolutely. Um, so just quickly building on that, like, yeah. to what level do you still practice Sikhi, like, in your life? And, and how has faith influenced you as a person in your career? Um, yeah, like, uh, it's it's... It's weird because like my mom, like we went to, we, we grew up going to the Gordora pretty much every Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when we had like Punjabi class. Actually mm-hmm. like two, three times a week now that I think about it. Um, yeah, it's, it's part of me and it always will be. Uh, um, I'm not that I don't want to. It's just that I think I've, I'm still trying to learn uh, just kind of just understanding Sikhi like overall, like, um, you know, I th- my mom, you know, worked factory or works at a factory and then like would come home. So like for her to like teach me like specific things, I just never grew up with like the, I guess like the, um, I guess when parents or like parents or grandparents pass down, I guess mm-hmm. stories or whatever it is, like yeah. I never got that that much or maybe I did and I just forgot it or, um, so yeah. So for me, it's just something where like I still, uh, I still need to put my effort into learning and understanding and that's just something on me where, you know, maybe I'm making excuses as to like, uh, Oh man, I yeah. think every sick has more to learn. That's yeah, the point yeah, of it. Like, hundred percent. So yeah. So for me, it's just always like, okay, how do I learn and how can I do it? And then I don't know. I'm just, I'm just working at it, but you know, I do, I, I've lately been building like a, you know, like a meditation kind of simmering kind of routine. Nice. Um, yeah. Still learning more about the history trying to read some books. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Last question here. Yeah. What advice do you have for other people who look like you, who have the same upbringing, uh, maybe not in Toronto, right. but, you know, are, are sick, who are mm-hmm. brown, or are just trying to, you know, be in the entertainment industry and make yeah. a name for themselves? What do you have? Uh, yeah. Um, something that even I suffer with, or not suffer with, something that I'm not the best at um, is, I think, consistency, right? Like, uh People can be super talented, but if they don't put anything or if they don't do any work or if they don't showcase what they what they what talents they have, you're never gonna see that talent, right? Talents is kind of something you have to show. And um I think whatever you do, whatever you choose to do, as long as you're consistent with it and continuously doing it, that's the only way you'll grow as a human because you're putting yourself up to out to fail and when you fail you you learn and you continue to make those mistakes and you learn from those mistakes. Um but not only that, but then people will see you more as well. So um, the more you're out there, the more you're just doing things, uh, I think that that equates to success. Back to Lil Wayne in one of his documentaries, The Carter Doc, he says the repetition is the father of learning. I think that's what he says. So, yeah, as long as you're consistently doing things and doing things over and over again and putting yourself out there, that's the only way you'll get better. That's the only way you'll learn from your mistakes. And that's the only way, I guess, people start noticing what you do. Um, we live on the internet now, so like, you know, it's kind of like almost there's no excuses to not put stuff out. Um, yeah. The internet's your friend. Wise words from Lil Wayne and Bubba, aka yeah. Bubbalicious, aka Prince. Aka Wheezy F Baby. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you us. so much for having me. Uh, this has been an honor to chat with you and I'm excited for tomorrow and, yeah, and seeing what you. you what you put out there for the world. I'm happy you had me on here. All right, man. Thanks so much. Take care. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you like the show, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes 
Subscribe to Sick Meets World on your favorite podcasting platform and share it with your friends and family. Stay tuned for our next episode, which comes out next month. And of course, be sure to check out the National Sick Campaign website for more information.